Hey, good morning, you guys. Good morning. I hope you're doing awesome today and hope everything's going well. One more week and it will be Easter. <clears throat> so come on down to North Carolina and uh, join us for our Easter morning worship. We're going to have some extra goodies before worship and a uh, great time of fellowship together with family and people. And uh, we just love that. We're also going to have our baby dedication on the 23rd. So we've got a few new babies in the congregation and we're going to uh, we're going to bring them up front and we're going to uh, with their moms and dads and families and we're going to dedicate them to the Lord. And uh, that'll be a great day as well. We're talking about core values, core values. And uh, these are the, the, the pillars of what we believe as a church and what we believe as Christians, and these are really, really important for us as we uh, as we liberalize following Jesus. Okay, but before we uh, get into the core values, again, I want to remind us that the bottom line of our faith is Jesus. He is Lord. He is Savior. He is Messiah. He is everything. He is God. He is all of it. So He is Lord. And now, what He says is how we're going to live our life. We're going to follow His way, His truth, His His will. And that's where the core values come into play. The core values are the teachings that Jesus gave us to live by. And so we've been talking about these core values, and we've covered a couple of them. We talked about the Bible and how important the Bible is as a core value to our life. Without it, we are lost. We have no direction whatsoever. The Word of God is where it all begins, right after Jesus, His Word. Okay, Jesus is Savior, but His Word is critical to walking with him. His teachings, we talked about his teachings and the teachings of the Old Testament, all of the scripture, how it's inspired by God and it's for us useful for teaching and correcting and training in righteousness that the man of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's why the scriptures are so important to us, the teachings of Jesus. And last week, for two weeks, we talked about prayer. And how critical prayer is, this connection that we have in prayer to the Lord. How critical it is. Today, here's where I want to start. Matthew 28. It's the end of Jesus' ministry. His time on earth has come to an end. He has died and he's risen. And he has set out what he came to do. He accomplished the Father's work. And he's about to go back to heaven where he came from. And Jesus says, all authority, he comes to the disciples and he says, all authority in heaven above and earth below has been given to me. This is the great commission. This is Jesus saying, look guys, all authority everywhere. I'm Lord, I'm Savior, I'm all of it. It's all been given to him by his Father. And then he says, therefore, because I have all authority, now I'm going to charge you with a, with a word, with, a, with your marching orders, right? These are your marching orders. Go and make disciples of all nations. That's everybody, everywhere, all the time. Baptizing them into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And Jesus says, surely I'll be with you to the very end of the age. I will be with you always, 
to the very end of the age. And so Jesus gives them this commission and Jesus says, go and teach them, make them uh, disciples, a part of his family, and I will be with you. So powerful teaching goes on in this great commission that we have at the end of Matthew's gospel. A great passage of scripture, a very good passage. And this is, this is where we're gonna dig a little bit on our topic today. But first, let me, let me share this with you. In Matthew 25, just a couple chapters earlier, Jesus is talking about the end of all things. And, and he asks a question, and his question is this. He says, when the Son of Man comes, and he goes on to say, will he find faith on the earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? faith, like will he find people living out the faith when he comes on the earth? And this challenge ought to move us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, disciples of his. This, this challenge should move us to some kind of response, some kind of action with our life. Like it ought to motivate us to walk very closely every day to the will of God in our life. Not just the written word and the teachings of Jesus that are generally for all people, but his specific will that Jesus has handcrafted for me. That we would walk very closely in it. Will, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So we've talked about three core values, and now we're gonna talk about number four and number five together. Uh, the mission and belonging. The mission of Jesus, the mission of the church, the mission of you and me, and belonging, belonging. Those are four and five of our uh, core values here at this church. And, and should be for us as Christian life. First of all, the mission, the mission is, is carrying out what Jesus started. When we just, in a very general way, nutshell, bottom of the road, rubber hits the road kind of thing, the mission of Jesus is what he came to do and our engagement in carrying out what Jesus started. That's, that's the mission for the church. That's the mission for a Christian, right? We're followers of Jesus to carry out what he began. Belonging is being united together with the body of Christ, to be united with Christ, to be connected to Jesus, to belong to him and to his people, his children, his church, the mission and belonging. These two go together like a lot of things, but they go together really well, like PB and J. Like, and who doesn't love peanut butter and jelly, right? I mean, you can live on this. I, I could live on this. I eat this every week. Uh, I used to eat this all the time. This was like what our main meal at home. When you have as many kids as my mom and dad have, peanut butter and jelly is what's on the menu most of the time. Uh, and, and it's delicious. It's good. It's so good. And, it, and you got to go with crunchy peanut butter. You cannot go with smoothie. Smoothie peanut butter is like eating like mud. Don't do it. Don't do it. Crunchy is the way to go. But this is like a perfect combo of peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter 
and jelly. The mission of Jesus, the mission, when we talk about the mission, this is what is critical to the heart and the mind of Jesus. This, the mission, the mission is his joy. The mission is his passion for you and for me. Jesus found great joy in coming here for you and me. A mission, a mission can be defined as a task to which a person is charged or uh, a special operation that's to be carried out. Like they go on mission, they go on this special ops. They might call it in the military. The word carried out by one who is sent. That's, that's what a mission is. Somebody was sent to do a certain task or to carry out a command. That is a mission. And, and here's what we need to understand. Here's what we understand. That whatever Jesus came to do, whatever his mission is, whatever his mission was, <clears throat> this is what his church must be doing. His mission is our mission, at least in some aspect of the, the, the whole. Now, there's two parts to the mission of Jesus. Obviously, it's what he set out to do and begin, and then there's our part of the mission. How many of us, how many of us, ask yourself this, how many of us are living our lives on mission? We are living the mission of Jesus in the world every day of our lives. How many believers, how many Christians, how many people who claim they are followers of Jesus, that go to church, how many are truly living on mission, his mission? Are you? Am I? Are we living this way? And so the question is, what exactly is the mission of Jesus, right? What's his mission? What is it that every one of us as Christians should be purposefully doing? What is it that we should be doing with our lives that would be lined up with the mission of Jesus? Well, Jesus defines his mission like this. In, in Luke chapter 19, Jesus comes to the house of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Remember, he climbs up in a sycamore tree because he wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus says, today we're going to your house, Zacchaeus. Well, while he's at Zacchaeus's house in Luke 19, verse 10, he says these words. Jesus said, today, today, this very day, salvation has come to this house. Now he's talking about himself because he is salvation, but he's also coming, talking about the truth of the gift of salvation that has been that has come available to people to mankind and he says to Zacchaeus today salvation has come to this house and then he says for the son of man that's him the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost what exactly is Jesus's mission the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost that's part of Jesus's mission. That's, that's a hitting the nail on the head when it comes to the mission of Jesus. In Mark chapter 2, Jesus goes to another guy's house, Matthew, who's a tax collector, and he goes to Matthew's house, and there Jesus says, as he's gathered with all these tax collectors that people don't like, 
because they take everybody's money. Jesus says to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. What is the mission of Jesus? He did not come to, to save the healthy, people who don't think they need him. He didn't come to call those who think they're self-righteous and they don't need Jesus in their life. He came to call those who are sick and those who are sinners. People who understand they have a need for a savior. Jesus came to save them. And one other passage, according to Paul in 1 Timothy Chapter one, Paul says this, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world. Why? To save sinners. And Paul says, of whom I am the worst. This is the apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, saved thousands and thousands of, of souls. Of course, he's also Saul who was killing Christians before he was converted to Christianity. But once Jesus got a hold of Paul's life, his life was changed. He was living on mission and he understood that he had a purpose in this world. And that was to do what Jesus came to do. And that is save sinners, to save the lost people. So we know, we know, I mean, we know why Jesus came. It's not a big secret why Jesus came. Most people, even if you ask people on the street, why did Jesus come? Most people are gonna say to die on a cross, to, to provide forgiveness or to save people. Most people kind of have a clue of why Jesus came. Between Christmas and Easter, we kind of hear enough in this country anyway about why Jesus came to the earth. He came for the souls of people that were made in his image, that had fallen from his image and are now lost. That is all of mankind is who he came for. He came to redeem us. He came to buy us back from sin and the curse of sin. That's why he came. Yeah, Jesus came to be the light of the world. There's a lot of reasons Jesus came that we could point to in the scripture. He came to be the living word of God. He came to be the bread of life. He came to be food for the soul and to do the work that the Father gave him to do. He came for those reasons. But his number one, his number one mission, his number one purpose, and his number one goal in coming was to die for the sins of the world. To die for the sins of the world. From the cradle to the cross, Jesus came to rescue the perishing. He came to bring hope to the dying, to those of us who are separated from God for all of eternity. Jesus came to bridge that gap. And as he hung on that cruel, rugged cross, his final words would be, it is finished. It is finished. Jesus is saying to the world that his mission is completed. His mission is completed. 
Sins atoned for, salvation provided, the curse is reversed, death is conquered, a new covenant now in place, the Holy Spirit soon to come to dwell in the hearts of those who would follow and believe in Christ so that the church could be birthed into the world and mankind would find hope and grace. His mission completed, our mission just beginning. See, the mission of Jesus is got two halves. It's his mission, which he came to provide salvation and an atonement for our sin. And our part of the mission is that we would go and tell the world what Jesus came to do. We have a mission to do. And if we don't do our part, then his part is in vain. If the church doesn't carry out the mission, then Jesus came and died for nothing if we don't continue what he started. So check this out. Check this out because we, we really cannot miss this when it comes to these two core values. It's a, it's a truth that is like hiding in plain view, right? We understand what that means. It's so obvious it's so obvious that you could easily overlook it. His mission is very personal. His mission is personal for you and for me and for every person on the planet, to each and every one of us. He came on a mission to save you. He came here to save you and me, to clean us up to forgive you of all your sins, to make you right with the Father, to give you hope and a future. We are so, so very blessed because Jesus has come to this earth. Aren't you so very glad that Christ has come and died on a cross for you so that your sins could be forgiven and you could have hope for eternal life in heaven? We ought to be grateful for that. We ought to be filled with gladness and joy for that. His mission to connect you to his eternal family as a member of the kingdom of God. That's what his mission is, where you have now a gift to use for his glory, a calling on your life and a mission handcrafted for you to carry out in the world. That's what you have. In Christ, where now you belong. See, his mission leads into your belonging, right? Once you did not belong, once you and I, we were alienated from God because of our sin. Once you and I were not a people, but now we are a people of God. Your soul has received mercy. The gift of God has come to you and you have embraced it. And now you belong to Jesus and his glorious church, the beautiful family of God, the bride of Christ. You're a child of the king. You're a son or a daughter. You're members of his body, saved by his mission, filled with his spirit, empowered to live for God and to continue the mission of Jesus on the earth, a rescue mission to the world. See, we are one lost soul that got found and is now sold out to Jesus.
whose sole purpose in life is to see as many people come to know Jesus as we possibly can while we have breath and to find the same grace and to find the same mercy that you have found and that I have found. See, he's a gift for you, but he is also a gift for all. And we dare not hide him under a bushel. We cannot keep him to ourselves. We will not let fear or the devil keep us from sharing the good news of Christ to the world. We will not allow the evil one to distract us with the busyness of the planet. We simply won't do that. The rescue mission of Jesus moves us to go. It motivates us to go. It gives us purpose to go. It gives us our chief passion and goal in life to go, for Christ to go. See, here it is. This is it. Don't miss this. This, this truth of these two core values, mission and belonging. Don't miss this. His mission his mission was to rescue you so that you could belong, so that you would go and rescue others so that they could belong. This is it. This is the church. This is the mission of every believer. And this is the mission of the church. And this is why you belong. He came on a mission so that you would belong so that we would go on mission so that others would belong and repeat this cycle over and over and over until the whole world knows. He came so that you and I could belong and we go so that others would belong. This is what we must be about when Jesus returns. When the Son of Man comes, what will he find you doing? What's he going to find you doing? With your life, with your time, with your treasures, with your talents, with everything that you are, what is Jesus going to find you doing when he comes? God bless you guys and have a great day. And let these five core values just sink into our hearts and motivate us and direct every step that we take and how we live every day. Have a good one. See you.